What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 323, broken up into two parts A and B. A, B, B. Thank you, gentlemen. 323A, posting on 328, will be discussion on the newest installment in the Shazam franchise, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and 323B. Wait, what? You said franchise. <laughs> Well, I mean, that is a loaded question these days, but and three two three B posting on three thirty one will be discussion on the spring and summer lineup going into the fall schedule and our our top three and top five most excited theatrical releases as of right now. I have one of your hosts, Grayson Shazam Maxwell, joining me as he does every week is my co host Roger Family Stillian and our lovely perma guest. We could just float out of here like a fart. <laughs> That actually fits better than what I thought it was going to. So I just I, I thought that that when he says that in the prison with Jaiman Hansu, I was laughing so hard I almost doubled over because I love that kid. He is he is the star of both these Shazam movies. Glazer, Jack Glazer, he is so good. But how we doing, gentlemen? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Just 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 good. You guys don't want to talk about how you're not <laughs> afflicted by allergies, and I am allergy ridden. I'm not afflicted by having to watch this movie ever again. So there's that. Grayson was openly weeping before the show. He was. I was. I mean, no, I was not. I'm. My my eyes are watering because I have allergies and it just came out of nowhere. Let's talk about how I have hand me down a new hand me down headset in the studio, and I sound like just smooth butter all of a sudden. <laughs> and I've been living in squalor for three years. And I didn't know it. I don't like. And I just. I find this unacceptable <laughs> at this Look, point. You have your shitty headphones. You're welcome. <laughs> Roger's got a nice gleaming, glistening. I new do. Pair They're like reflective. Gold. I'm not even mad about it because no, the way I sound now is great. It's fancy. <laughs> well, I need so, to get a good. I still use the Apple headphones. Yeah, you uh, and but, every. Well, when other you're when person. you're out of the studio, though, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. And when we're in the studio, we don't use headphones yet anyway. So. Mm-hmm. But they work, and they're they're uh, they're like so. I'm amazed that these uh, these headphones still work from like seven years ago. Yeah, they're they they're do. tanky. That's for sure. Hmm. So what's going on in the weather up there, boys? In the Ohio it was a Valley? beautiful sixty three degrees, a bright sunshiny day today, and it had rained for the previous I don't know one hundred and ninety seven consecutive we had, days. We had winds of like sixty miles an hour in this area. It too, was which awesome. Ravaged the lands, but uh, and then this morning there were there were just bountiful amounts of 60 plus year old men mowing their grass so <laughs> lawn mowers and weed and weed eaters were just humming everywhere bunch of shirtless old men oh god <laughs> flabby man boobs everywhere. i'll never understand that i'm not i'm just not that guy bro put a fucking shirt on <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean listen, if it's 115 degrees and you decide to mow your grass you should just die anyway <laughs> so like taking your shirt off is not going to help you exactly that's correct. Well, it's funny. So the, yesterday was beautiful for for us, and today has been. Mm-hmm. It was raining, and I had a few errands to run this morning, and all the sewers were overflowing with water, and made road passage very difficult. Uh, my neighborhood, but that's okay. But it's yesterday. I went to uh, Tennessee, the border of Tennessee, uh, Rock City. Uh, it's a famous like Native American. A site, but we they built like a tourist thing right over it. Like you can you can see that's very America of us. <laughs> you can from the lookout. I'll send you guys a picture. Uh, I took my cell phone from the lookout. You can see seven states. I think that's really cool. I don't know, like it's you. I I couldn't identify where the one state ends and one begins, but they say from that from that spot you can literally see seven states. 
Uh, but it was really cool. It was um, it's it's just awesome. They made it look like um, it's like a, it's like a huge rock cliff face thing that they put. They made it look like uh, like medieval architecture castles and such by putting like walkways, arches, doors, bridges uh, over it. I just thought, I thought it was very cool. But it it's was, a great it was, tribute to the Native American people. <laughs> yeah, some sure. colonizer architecture. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh boy! The savagery of that just astounds me. The things Listen, that dude. hit the uh, the for the love of cinema editing room that we has <laughs> over here. No, let that one go. <laughs> it's fine. No, that, that one's first of all. That one's not my mistake. That one's Stan. I never. <laughs> okay, no. Man. Listen, you're right. One of those do happen every twenty <laughs> shots. So true. you know that's fair. Also, fair I stand by everything that I said. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Okay, so what 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 was uh, what was your guys yesterday look like? What'd you do? What'd you get on Saturday? Just yesterday on Saturday? That's all you want to know about? Sure. Or or Friday or Thursday. Just give me something, guys. So, I mean, the only thing exciting I have this week is that uh, I went through more of uh, Dragon Ball Z with my oldest. Good. We are now firmly into the Cell Saga. So things How many people exciting. have died? Huh? How many people have died? So far in the show? Do you count the androids? Yeah, sure. Because she was super attached to Android 18, and she was very sad when that, when the, when that fate uh, transpired. Uh, there's been nine deaths so mm-hmm. far. If you count people that have died and come back from Dragon Ball, so, of oh course. sure. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, there, there have been nine deaths that my eight year old child has uh, has witnessed in the show. So Perfect. I feel good about that. I feel things, fine. Things are going great. It's gonna. It's so this is this is gonna hurt her way less than when we continue Naruto and she has to watch Kakashi die, who she absolutely loves. So yeah, no, this is this good. Is this is a great is, reprieve. This is bu- this is building up a resistance to the pain and heart and, and heartache that'll come soon. Are you gonna make her watch the movies? Of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. the not so like we skipped like all the Garlic Junior stuff. From, sure, like, no, that's from fine. Z. Um, we're gonna I meant, watch like the stuff like post cell. We're gonna watch, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna watch. Because there's good stuff in there. Yeah, the we're gonna watch Battle of Gods, of course. Sure, and then we're and we're gonna watch the Brawly. The oh Brawly. yeah, I love the Brawly movie. That thing is a masterpiece for any anyone who's a Dragon Ball Z fan. So yeah, no, she's gonna watch those with me. She's pretty into it. Like so, I'm I'm happy, and we're moving right along. So. What, what, anything to get me away from the Naruto that I watched 141 episodes of. So this is good. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy with. That. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's been my week. And Roger, for you? No, I'm good. All right, you just want to talk about it? Okay, private He's man, over, private man, stillion over there. All right, <laughs> private. No man. man, I didn't do much this week. Yeah, yeah so that just, happens, right? Just, just work. sometimes those yeah, are the best that's weeks. Right. Sat on my couch, watched some soccer yesterday. It was there nice. You go. Yeah, lovely. Are you are you caught up with Ted Lasso? Of course. Day of, bro. Yeah, me too. I can't like this Wednesday is like that's. I'm so excited Wednesdays to get home and just turn the TV on and watch Ted Lasso. I, I, oh, I can hardly wait. I did. Um, I did start watching a new show because now I don't really have besides Ted Lasso. I don't have anything episodic to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did start watching the Terminalist show on Amazon Prime with your yeah, Grayson's buddy Chris Pratt, oh, yeah, um, yeah. where he's a SEAL and uh, their team gets ambushed or mm-hmm. whatever. It's it's an interesting show. Um, I'm really it's like episode three or four at this point, yeah. and I don't really know who the bad guy is yet, which is kind of refreshing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and it's got like super spy shit going mm-hmm. on. So, so it's okay. It's it's definitely watchable. Mm-hmm. Passes an hour each time. There you so go. Yep. That's about all I can ask for. Do you hate Chris Pratt yet? No. <laughs> Chris, Chris I, I, I don't. Human. I don't have a problem with. He's Chris a pretty Pratt. good human in my book. So whatever. Yeah, he seems like an okay dude. Yeah. Listen, that guy would definitely drink beer with me. Exactly. See? Fair. All right. Yeah. 
I can see you two getting along to like five in the morning, just pounding beer after beer, like natty ice. Like not I even like good beer. Nobody like, drinks natty ice. I don't like bro. it when you say the word pounding into the microphone, Grayson. It just Why? I don't like it. Keep pounding. talking. Pounding. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have some stuff to talk about. What say you? We start the episode. Yeah. All right. This is episode 323 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinemas. Post each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and movies of the week. Without further ado, let's jump into the box office. As tradition often dictates, number one, very happy to say this, John Wick Chapter 4, 73.5 million money. domestic. Yeah, you're Big not kidding. Money. Worldwide, 137. And that's only going to pick up internationally, too. So that's yes. great. Are you saying that, that the world loves John Wick? I'm saying everyone loves Keanu Reeves. And yes, and John <laughs> that's Wick. fair. I'm very excited to get into that one. I'm going to list this past week. I watched the first Shazam to get caught up, and uh, this I'm going to watch the John Wick movies uh, before I watch John Wick in the theater. But very excited about that. We'll have more on that one next week. Creed three doing very well. Ten point four million domestic, bringing in worldwide so far of two hundred forty five point eight, almost two hundred forty six million bones. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, it Shaz- Shazam! Fury of the Gods not doing, not even close to as good. Nine point seven million domestic. It's fourth, with with a worldwide of one hundred and two. That's it. Big DC release second week. One hundred and two is all it's brought in so far. Oh no, uh, that was third. Sorry, John Wick Creed okay, and third. Shazam! Scream. Gotcha. Six is number four. Eight point four million. Uh, worldwide of one hundred and thirty nine. I never would have thought a. Uh, I never thought a, a a rated R slasher movie would do better than any superhero movie of any Marvel or DC in twenty twenty three. Never would have made. Never would have made that guess. Never. Uh, but that one's doing quite well for adults. Sixty five still holding on to the top five. What was that domestic? That was three point three domestic. Yeah, that that's about right, Adam Driver. That's about right. Three point three domestic with a total worldwide of forty nine. That's not great. No. Uh, I, I am kind of I, st- I am still kind of curious about that one. I might, I might try to catch that this week if I can put yeah. that AMCA list to, to good use. All right. Any 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 comments or concerns about the box office? I mean, Boys? the biggest concern I have is that Shazam hasn't even touched its budget yet. <laughs> it is 30 million away from its estimated 110 million dollar budget. Yikes. That's it. I thought for sure that'd be more higher budget than that. I mean, it says one ten to one twenty five. Don't get me wrong, but it's that's got a long way to go, and it's and we're done with week two, so that thing might not even make its budget back. Not to mention the marketing that's involved. Well, we'll. See, I a, mean, we'll see when it I, when it's all said and done. It could pick up, but I don't. I just don't think it's going to. Do you see uh, it picking up? With no, the but are coming out. <laughs> but, but internationally, after watching the movie, do you see it picking up? <laughs> Uh, no, that's right. a loaded question. Uh, okay, number <laughs> uh, number six through ten. Uh, real quick, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, Champions, and Avatar: Way of the Water. Puss in Boots, number eleven. A Good Person, which comes out this coming week wide, is number twelve. I'm gonna check that one out. Are you gonna give us six through ten until Avatar is no longer on it? Because I feel like that's the only <laughs> reason why you're giving us six through ten is no, so that Avatar is still like making the, money. It, a buddy of mine said we should just quickly mention it, just to run. No talk about it, just mention it. Because mm, okay. those, those change okay. up just as quick. Shut up, you know, Chris, you're getting a karate chop when I see you again. Karate okay, <laughs> I'm getting a Wendy's value meal when I see you next. This nope. Is gonna happen. Nope, nope, nope. I am Definitely. firmly a believer that's not going to happen. Nope, nope, All right. nope, nope. All, All right, right, gentlemen, let's have a hill to die on. <laughs> we are against moving. fucking Nintendo over here. <laughs> we are just moving. Nintendo. 
right along. Let's look at some upcoming releases. We have a, our entire B episode this week is dedicated to what's coming out in the near future, so we'll just gloss over it now. This past week, where am I? Um, way down there. All right, this past week of March 24th, big one, John Wick Chapter 4, A Good Person. Uh, I only mentioned it because we talked about that, the trailer. Yeah. March 31st, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, April. Chris, 5th. how are you feeling about that? I'm just I'm just ready to I'm ready to watch it. It's That's getting all. good reviews. I know. I know. It's getting great reviews, not just good. I know. All right. Uh April 5th, Air Recording a Legend on a Wing and a Prayer, a trailer we will talk about today and the Super Mario Brothers movie all in one week. April 7th, which is a Friday. Oh, sorry, sorry. April 5th, I need to know that's a Wednesday. Uh April 7th, yep. which is a Friday is Paint and April 14th, Mafia Mama. The Pope's Exorcist, Renfeld, Suzumi, Sweetwater. Well, that's a packed week. What in the heck? I saw the poster for Mafia Mama. I don't know what that is, though. Mm-mm. Yeah. Sounds oh, though that's 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 the Tony Collette one. We we've seen that trailer. Gotcha. Yeah, we've seen that trailer. Um, April twenty one, Bo is afraid. Chevalier, The Covenant, Evil Dead Rise to Catch a Killer. Uh, that's a that's that week is dedicated to us for the Covenant. Have you guys seen the trailer for Bo is Afraid yet? No, no, I don't think so. You should watch that trailer. Uh, maybe put that one on the slate for next week, Grayson. That one has very serious. Oh, Joaquin everywhere. Phoenix. Yeah, it's got everything everywhere all at once vibes. Like okay. it's 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 a very very weird looking movie, and I, it's I don't know. It looks interesting. And I well, think it's got Joaquin Phoenix in it, so it's weird. It's so it it makes his weirdness look tame. Whoa. All right, I yeah. am. I put that on the slate for next week to talk about for trailers anyway. Anyway, yeah. yeah. April 28th, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, Big George Foreman, The Black Demon, and Sisu. What is The Black Demon? You can't, hold on, hold on. You can't You can't put those two movie titles back-to-back like that without a Why comma not? in there. It just sounds really bad, man. Which 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 two? George, Big George Foreman and The Black Demon. <laughs> Don't you know, do it's that. Funny. I, I wildly just... inappropriate. Is it, is it wildly inappropriate? There's you know second what? edit. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? So the one one thing I remember out of my sixth grade year, and it's, it's been a while now, is this is a weird. Segue. Here we go. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. So the one thing I remember, and you guys, you guys will appreciate this, is a a, a mm-hmm. lesson in grammar of why grammar is so important. Mister um, Mister Mr. Richardson wrote on the board a sentence last night, comma I helped my uncle, comma Jack, comma off a horse, and then he said read it, and of course I volunteered, and yeah, and he said read and. He's like the commas tell us where to where to where to pause, where to breathe, and then he erased the commas with a, with an eraser and said, "Grayson, read it." I said, "Last night I, un- I helped my uncle Jack off a horse." Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> and like, it all becomes clear. It's funny because like that's how important. Like that's a lesson I've never forgotten, and I will never forget. It's like that's mm-hmm. the importance of grammar right there. But yeah, yeah. like don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have too many commas, but it's almost always better than not enough commas. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. May 5th, starting off strong, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. May 12th, The Book Club, the next chapter, Hypnotic, and Love Again. May 19th, big week, Fast 10. May 26th, About My Father, Kandahar, The Little Mermaid, The Machine, and You Hurt My Feelings. And then we will stop somewhere in June here. June 2nd, which is a Friday, The Boogeyman, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. June 9th, Strays, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. June 16th, The Blackening. Pixar's Elemental and The Flash. June 23rd, No Hard Feelings. And June 30th, where we'll stop for today, Harold and the Purple Crayon, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, which I have now seen a trailer for. 
weird. Very, very weird. <laughs> so I want to point out, guys, that through the end of June is not that far away. We are literally really not. 90 days of a lot of these movies. This is nuts. It is. Well, a lot time, of good stuff coming out. Time flies, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, our B episode is dedicated to uh, the things that we're most excited coming out on the slate. So we'll cover the coming the coming attractions here uh, on the B episode. So look forward mm-hmm. to that. And we and we talked briefly about our lists. They they are very, they are somewhat different, and I'm I'm very happy about that. We're excited for yeah. different things for different reasons. Uh, that much I'm I'm very happy about. I thought I, th- I was hoping our list would not be the same, uh, not even similar. And they are. We not. did show prep. Congratulate us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Witness us. Witness this. I was taking a look at what streaming this week. We're taking a look at HBO Max, and because whenever I watch a Scream movie, I dive into it. I've I've rewatched Scream one through five this week. Uh, and then I went back to a movie. Roger, I think you'll appreciate this more than Chris. Uh, one of the original spoof movies for me, Scary Movie from 2000, by director Keenan Wayans, Anna Faris, John Abrams, Carmen Electra, Lachlan Monroe, Regina Hall, Marlon Wayans, Sean Wayans, 2000. I thought this movie... I, no, I haven't seen this movie for... I mean, it's been decades since I've seen this movie, but I actually really loved a rewatching of it. I thought it was very clever and hilarious. I had forgotten some of those... Um, the spoof movies at one point in like the mid two thousands were getting a little a little ridiculous. Remember, like I tried to, and then immediately after Scary Movie, I tried to watch Remember the or Meet the Spartans. Do you remember that one with Kevin Sorbo? I do. Terrible. That, that, like a trash fire of trash fires of that year. Just just awful. But the, the Scary Movie is, I think, one of the better spoof movies that's ever been done. Uh, and the Wayans have credit for that. So I really enjoyed that one. That that one spoofs. I know you did last summer and Scream and a ton of other movies, but it, it does it well. It does it tastefully, and it does it in a way that's not that's not really lowbrow comedy. It's actually a lot of it is actually oh my god, nerve even like you think about the movies you just watched and with relation to what's they're showing you in a scary movie, and it's like God, that's actually really clever. But again, that as I said to these guys before, that's the one with a strong hand. Yeah, no, I was, I was about to ask the same too. question. This that's movie, scary. Uh, okay. too. There's a lot of there's there's a lot of jokes about that when I broke my hand. So yeah, yeah, of yeah course, no weird. Uh, I would never make them. But that one's hilarious. If you want to rewatch that, I highly recommend that one. That one's a, a lot of fun. I think they're and both ro- good, right? One and two. Yes, yeah. and then that's when yeah. you start to really go down the hill. But well, all right, they all Roger, know. you chose you bring one? it back. Seriously, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's it's been long enough. I think this is one, of those, one more time. This is one of those times where it's like, all right, it's been enough times past. Let's let's do this one more time. Yeah, and you, it could it could be good. You could spoof the scary movies, not just spoof yeah, the movies. Yeah, you could. Oh man! Oh, oh buddy! Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger, you chose one. The Man from Uncle by director Guy Ritchie, Henry Cavill, Army Hammer, Alicia Vikander, Elizabeth Olsen, Hugh Grant, Jared Harris. That's a packed cast. 2015. Tell us about it. Yeah. So I mean, this is a fun like, like set in the 60s kind of like whodunit spy movie. Mm-hmm. That's you know just funny enough and just actually enough to put together to be a decent movie. Um, if you haven't seen it legitimately, it's a good one to check out. It's, it's got like a, like in the mid sixties and rotten tomatoes. It's very watchable. It's not overly long. It's got uh, lovely Henry Cavill and it's, and it, th- this is the movie where he had an epic mustache that they didn't let him digitize out. All right. All right. This is that movie. So, <laughs> Yeah, so there's that. Listen, if I didn't think Henry Cavill would steal my wife, I would I would do my best to like you know, like go to a meet and greet with him, and get to like hang out and talk to him. I think he's one of the like one of the coolest like people in Hollywood. He's a dude. He is, yeah, and like he's I, a PC he's, dork. He's, he's like a nerd, man. He's yeah. in, he's into some some nerdy shit, which is like right down my alley. So I, I like seeing him in almost anything at this point. Yeah, 
I'd like bring to him point home, out, Marvel. Bring him home. I'd like to point out that <laughs> I, 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 I'm the one that made that. I was like, I, I know, he, I know he's not going to go past Witcher season three. There's no way he goes past season three. There's just no way. And I was right about that. So I mean, for whatever reason, I was right about that. I mean, he he gave them a line and they refused to cross it. So he said, "Contract says three deuces." Yep. He left. I mean, he got he, he stuck to his guns, and I respect that because he did it for the actual like. Because he's a fan of what he's working on. And well, I mean, yeah. Now it. isn't he going to Warhammer? Uh, yeah. Now he's like directly oh, oh, involved Warcraft. in the creation of, of of the Warhammer. So the the Warcraft Arthas thing is is yeah he he's he's a part of that. But his the thing he's working on right now is he is directly related to the creation of a Warhammer 40k like uh, cinematic universe. And after the things he's dealt with with the other two things that he loves that he's been a part of both Superman and now The Witcher and how it's gone it's gone sour for him twice i i'm willing to bet that he only agreed to the warhammer thing because uh because a it's like his favorite thing to nerd out about and b he only agreed to it if he had like direct creative Creative control control. so i think that will be a very a very interesting thing to see it come to fruition and i hope to god it does well because that's literally everything i need in my life so yeah wasn't the witcher doing well the Witcher was. season one did very well. Uh, it had its problems, but it did very well. But then season two had a whole new set of writers and a whole different like idea and vision that strayed far from what the original works were. And they killed his fucking horse. Yeah. <laughs> so and 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 the whole way. Also, he loves that horse. By the way, mm-hmm. that's his horse now. Yep. Yeah. He and, kept and, that and, horse. And uh, and Cavill, he along the entire way, he was against all the things that were being like done creatively, and no one listened to him. Then he put his foot down. Yep. Well, that, that that's Netflix. A bunch of yeah. uh, a bunch of inferior yeah. He's like, over Netflix. I want to make something good. Netflix is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, hey, I want to help you make this amazing, and everyone will love it. And they still said, and then they said, cool, thanks, bye. Yep. <laughs> no, so yeah, no. All right, Chris, your turn. Um, another good one we watched this past year. The Batman by director Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, John Turturro, Andy Serkis, Peter Skarsgård, Barry Kogan. 2022. That's a hell of a cast also. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were worried about this movie as it was coming out. And rightfully so. There's been a lot of renditions of Batman. But this Batman did something newer in the space than what we've seen in a long time. We almost always get a very established Batman or the older version of Batman. And Roger mm-hmm. pointed out when we talked about this that you know this, this is young Batman. This is him as he's starting out. And he's already at a younger age. They did a very good job of making this gritty and dark, and I don't want to say like 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 realistic more than the other ones because it's still Batman. But it's just it's a good detective story that happens to be a superhero film. This is exactly why the Winter Soldier is such a good Marvel film because it's not a superhero film. It is a spy thriller that happens to have superheroes in it. Yes. That's what this is, detective-wise. That's a very fair comparison. Yeah, and it's it, it's just a good movie. Uh, the cast is, like you said, Grayson, is fantastic. And there's a lot of supporting characters that are just phenomenal in this film. And it, it was a good ride. It, it, it's a long movie, but it has that good feeling of it doesn't feel long. So that's how you can tell that it's just a pretty solid film for I'm people go- that enjoyed it. I'm going to have to watch that again. Mm-hmm. And the Batmobile in this one is Dope. fantastic. <laughs> So very good, very good. He's just sitting there revving a fucking engine. Listen, I'm not a car guy by any means, and the Batmobile uh, scene didn't really do it for me, like very much either. But just the reaction of like in the theater of that, of like when that happened, was kind of cool. And then it it, was it was a it was a shake the theater moment. Yeah, it's 
it, right. it was a good design choice. Well, and, quick, and quick cue for both of you guys. Quick question. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you do you think the inevitable sequel that comes uh, will have any kind of um, link to the new the James Gunn DCEU that's going to start here soon? Or they're going to stay think, away from that? I think James Gunn would be stupid to let that go because it was well. They've already greenlit that one, mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah. protected at least. Yeah. But I think if they want to ease him into something and have like a small cameo or something, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. I, but, you know, we'll get a better idea of which direction things are going after the Flash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's a fair point. But like, I, I think that if James Gunn doesn't want to have a mountain, a mountain to work towards, and don't get me wrong, he already does, but you already have a new Batman fran- like film that was made, a reset on the, on the Batman part of the universe. It's it's all already there. Why would you go through that again someplace else, or try to like do something different, or shoehorn something else in Batman wise? When like you have a standalone bare bones Batman film right in front of you, already establishing multiple characters that are within the universe. It, w- it was a good film. It was successful. There's no reason to just dump that at that point. Yep, you can work that into your plans, and you have an actor that has proven himself in Robert Pattinson that it can absolutely like you know come into the next vision you have for this without a problem. Yep. So there's no reason the, to dump it. And the important part is like people like him as Batman. People were mm-hmm. very surprised that he did as well as he did. And people, I mean, I mean, the Batman faithful are very tough to like. They're mm-hmm. very tough on their casting well, they've been choices. Burnt. They've been burnt so many times. I mean, yeah. they watched bat nipples before. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. Exactly. And here's the thing: not only like out of all these characters that you talk about, like you know Robert Pattinson as Batman, and then who they have for Catwoman, and you know the Penguin, all this kind of stuff is all good. But you also have the most beloved character in Batman, which is Alfred, and you have Andy, Andy Circus. Circus. Hell yeah, bro! You don't let you don't you don't let go of that if you can nope. help it. Like you have a you have an ironclad cast in that. I'm surprised they put so much money behind it when there was so much uncertainty for DC at the time. Uh, I think I think that sometimes when you get a project that you believe in, that you just you ask well, what believe, your budget believe is. In it, believe in it or not, I I don't mm-hmm. under like even if it even if it let's just say just for another minute or two let's just say it, it stayed the Batman stays independent of whatever whatever else DC's got going on it, it okay. never Fine. finds its way into anything else and there, and, and mm-hmm. there's you know there's there's a trilogy like you know that's very popular I I think it it's it needs to stay like it needs to lean into staying isolated as just that and sure. then I'm like okay the Nolan that. trilogy it was just that I mean I still think Nolan ought to make one or two more. You know, with Bale, if he can convince him to, you know, I mean, maybe in ten years, you you bring up like old man Bale, uh, just just I think it'd be interesting. Give me the old Dark Knight Returns story, and I'm here for it. Imagine, okay, so so I'm 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 gonna dive into my nerd moment for just a moment. Imagine you get Christian Bale to say yes, and imagine you get a Batman movie that has Robert Pattinson's Batman in it currently. You have the Flash and whoever becomes the Flash and how that however that goes, and you have to where they go into some parallel universe and you have uh, uh, who's Bruce's dad? Thomas Wayne. They have Thomas Wayne, the timeline where Thomas Wayne is Batman and it's Christian Bale with just angry old Batman. Angry old, angry old man with guns Batman. That could be pretty cool because you could pull that off with the age of, of the actors too. Could, actually, you could, like, Bale would slot right into the age gap of Pattinson's would, father would too. At that like, point, yeah. Oh, man, that's... And, and they're similar builds, so it's not unbelievable because, like, I, I think Ben Affleck would be the only other one I would be okay with, like, being the old man Batman, the uh, Thomas Wayne version, but he's too big, I think. He's you know a big I mean? guy. So I, I think Christian Bale fits that better almost. And, and, and Christian Bale can do angry like nobody else, I feel. Um, one last thing about Batman, we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of heat when uh, they chose Robert Pattinson as Batman yep. because they're like, oh, it's the guy it's from Twilight. Twilight. Look, 
the worst thing Robert Pattinson ever did was get very rich and very famous off of Twilight. Yep. No, you're, you're he not will straight up tell you those movies suck. That's not what I'm here for. <laughs> and because listen, he's a damn good actor. I mean, he proved like, that in uh, there was another film before the Batman movie that came out that he was really good in. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, good. and he he does very good in yeah. everything I've seen so far. Yeah, he hates Twilight as much as you do. I promise you this. Yep. Also, he's fucking Batman now. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this Roger, always, been, Roger always comes in with the knowledge bombs of truth. Just yeah, leave him you. the fuck alone. This has been Batman talk. <laughs> well, listen, oh, I talk about it. Batman for a long time. Yeah. So and, listen, uh, we're gonna talk about Batman a lot during Flash. Probably. So. Yeah. And listen, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a DC guy. I'm not a Batman guy. I, I actually find a lot of like the DC stuff kind of uninteresting. But I think it's that very in, dark. Well, in the realm, I, I have no problem. I like dark, but in the realm, but it's of, all dark, Chris, all the time. There is the, no light in the realm of superhero movies, though. I think Batman. Like absolutely needs to have a great franchise and be a staple for whoever takes it on because it's just it's got such a huge fandom sure. and it deserves a it deserves a good run of movies. So far, the only thing we've gotten is the is the Christopher Nolan ones, which were good. You know what I mean? Which were which I'm glad that they bookended them. They closed them up, but I, I think people want something that's like newer and well. I I would argue that the, the original, the original two Batman with yeah. Michael Keaton, the original yeah. two are good movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But that whole section in the middle is just not no, great. Not, not at all. You don't like bad, George bad. Clooney Batman? Or Val Kilmer. Huh. Or Three. who else is Batman in that? There's a few of them, yeah. George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Uh, yeah, oh. there's just it's just not a good time for Batman. Listen, when the best part about all those Batmans was all the Mr. Freeze jokes, you have a, yeah. you have a serious problem. Chill I out. put him on ice. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like, if that shit happened now in a movie theater, I would boo. I would boo. Like, uh, boo, no, <laughs> ew. So, All right, gross. So you would boo, but rather, whether we like it or not, we can thank Marvel for that. Because the fact that, mo- like, you know, superhero movies are now more respected, at least in at least in that sense. Where we won't get that, hopefully, ever again. <laughs> yeah. I saw Shazam. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. All right, let's talk about some trailers very quickly, gentlemen. Let's talk about On a Wing and a Prayer with Dennis Quaid, Heather Graham, Jesse Metcalf. What are we Happy thinking? Easter. This, 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 this movie looks like a banger. This is a Prime movie that is available uh, Easter weekend, is it? The 9th? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it'll be available if you don't have to go anywhere to watch it, so that's always a good thing. Look, they we, mi- we get a couple missed. of these movies every year. There's always some, like, godlike intervention movie that happens on... Uh, right around the Easter time, which is fine. You know, they're playing to the audience. They missed the best tagline for this, though. It needed to say on my screen, Miracle Sore. And it didn't say that. And it made me real sad. Ew. <laughs> I know, right? It's oh, perfect. No, it's so fucking they, bad. Uh, <laughs> Ew. God, I should boo that. Miracle Sore. No. And it didn't come on my screen. Uh, I mean, this movie looks fine, right? Like, we see these, like you said, every year. So it, it's just, it's that time of year for these movies. Yeah, so it's good to see Dennis Quaid still getting work. You know, it, it reminded me of that. Remember the movie we watched a couple years ago, the breakthrough movie where mm-hmm. the kid fell through the ice. Um, that movie's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's not overly bad. But look, I'm not a religious guy, so like these generally don't appeal to me. But if I got to watch it, it might as well at least be entertaining. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's only PG, so like they're not going to crash. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, true. It ain't going to happen. No, you got to show it if they do. No. Um, but I mean, look, if this is what you're into. This is that time of year for you, man. Yeah. Hey, I hope it's good. Yep. If I ever have to watch it, I don't want it to be shit. <laughs> I mean, look, that's just, that's as low as I go with movies yeah. anymore. If you got to watch it, whatever. If I have to watch it, though, I want this to yeah. be at look, least Look, if you watch watching it sucks, look, I, bro, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I told you not to do that. Uh, you gonna watch this one, Grayson? You know I will, Chris. I'm a sucker for these. I'm a sucker for these kind of miracle movies. I, I love them. I love them. I'll definitely watch now, it. But I, I also like Quaid. Dennis Quaid, man. I love well, Dennis Quaid too. Speaking of Dennis Quaid, I just watched The Rookie again. Okay, okay. that's a good that's movie. A damn, that's a damn good. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, a damn good movie. Mm-hmm. And that's before he fucked his face up with whatever weird plastic surgery he had. I know. Listen. He couldn't have just been handsome his whole life. He had to try to make it better and made it way, way worse. <laughs> this is what happened when you fly too, too close to the yeah. sun, sir. <laughs> Look, you did this to yourself. Save some for us. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> all right, moving on. Also, Heather Graham looks like she hasn't aged much at all, which, you know. It's kind no, of I like, like that we got the, she's also in the next movie. Yeah, we, we got double, about. we got double, the, double shot of Heather Graham today. Yeah, double, double, double Heather Graham. Well, okay, featured. so Love and Death. Um, this, this is a miniseries on HBO Max. Elizabeth Olsen, Olivia Grace Applegate, Jesse Plemons, and Heather Graham? Yep. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't that's one I didn't write yeah, down. She's but. definitely in here. <laughs> I like how you put a big old question mark at the end of that. Didn't you? Well, I, I didn't. When I put it up on IMDb, I didn't see her name here. But I'm maybe I just. Sure that's her. Yeah. Maybe she probably I just dies it. episode two. She's probably didn't get paid very much. But so I mean, I, this is. I, I like to avoid seasons of shows, except like the super popular ones, like Game of Thrones on this on our podcast. But like a miniseries, I'm okay with because like it's a like they have a it, it's a planned thing. It's an six, arc. Six eight episodes. Six yeah. eight episodes. You you can binge it in a week if you want. Uh, this looks like it might be good. I, I tend to like Elizabeth Olsen. I think she's one of the best young uh, female actresses in on in the business. So I, I generally will watch anything she's in. And Jesse Plemons is also amazing in everything he's in. So, look, Jesse Plemons is a good actor. Mm-hmm. He will always be dollar store Matt Damon to me. Always. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sure he loves that. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> It's like, look, nothing personal, dude, but there was a guy that looked exactly like you that was in better shape that's a better actor. I'm sorry. I don't know about better actor at this point anymore. Yeah, you do. I don't know. No, I actually I don't. I think he's I think he's really good whenever I see him and stuff. I like I think caliber of actor, I think Matt Damon's a bigger name, don't get me wrong, but I mean Pound for pound, movie for movie, I think he does a. I think he does as good of a job as. I mean, listen, no, he's, there's he's, no look, Jesse look, Plemons is a good actor, but Jesse Plemons is good, but he's no Matt Damon. He might listen, look like he Matt wishes. Damon. He wishes he was Matt Damon. I don't know, man. I think he's good. I think he's really good. He's 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 one of my favorites to see in, in movies whenever he comes up. Well, listen, he's um, hold always on, hold good. on, hold on. He's I've, very very consistent. When you t- when when you give me something Plemons has done that even remotely comes close to the Bourne stuff, then I'll That's give it to say, you. I mean, dear, the board, listen, the board listen, changed listen, I, everything. Jesus that. Christ, that's Jason Bourne. Listen, I can send you guys TikToks for days. <laughs> I have, <laughs> but no, but no. I, I said, I said recently. I didn't. Say, I, I know Matt Damon has a better has a, has a better like overall list. If you go through his movies, you know what I mean. I I know that, and Matt Damon at points in his career has been in much better shape than him. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. But and you know, you, you know, know what else Jesse Plemons doesn't have? What? Scotty doesn't know from Euro Trip. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that stupid like neo Nazi. He's singing on stage in Europe. Like Scotty doesn't know. Scotty not like he doesn't have that either. Which I don't is know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Last you know five seven years. I think I think he's I think he's in a better place than Matt Damon. You know was you know. You know, Maybe, but that's—I think that might be a little unfair comparison because I Maybe, mean, things, but things I mean, have changed you know, so dramatically much. I mean, it's also very unfair yeah. to Jesse Plemons to be constantly compared to Matt Damon. <laughs> I, 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 I fight for the guy. You guys are putting <laughs> him down. No, look, look. <laughs> I do as I please. Let's be I honest. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. That, but that looks like it might be interesting to dive into mm-hmm. if you have HBO Max. Uh, here's the one I want to talk about the most, though. Ghosted. Chris Evans, Anna Darmus, Amy Sedaris, Adrian Brody, Tim Blake Nelson, Tate Donovan. Uh, it's a feature on Apple TV Plus. I, th- I think mid or mid or late April. 
Um, this one looks to be a weird combination of a romantic comedy and an action movie that is like gelled together. To action make movie one. rom-com. I'll watch it. First of all, in what universe does a guy that looks like Chris Evans get go- get ghosted by Listen, anybody? I would pay an incredible amount of money to watch their OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I think everyone on the planet would. Yes. Oh my god. I, I don't know. I, I, I have think, nothing else to say about this movie. I think that the only person in the world that ghosts Chris Evans is Anna Darmus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, pound for pound, I think so. Listen, they would have beautiful children. Oh. <laughs> it just I don't know. This movie looks like it's going to be exactly what it, it, it it's going to be exactly what it looks like. It's going to be you're going to laugh at some points. You're going to chuckle. It's not going to have a, the worst script you've ever read. It's going to be eye-rolly at times. It's going to be predictable, and the movie will end. Yeah. It'll be fine. I so, don't think it's going to be fantastic. When we watched though. this trailer earlier, I looked directly at Chris after I made all my weird sex jokes between them <laughs> two, because, listen, I had many. Um, true. That I think, legitimately, a movie like this is better as a miniseries mm-hmm. or a TV show than it is a two-hour movie. Yeah. Because I think you get better writing and better character development yep. for stuff like that. Yeah, you can do more. But but this is not what we got. Yeah. So. But you have Chris Evans and what's her name again? Anna Darmus. I, I keep on wanting to mix those, mix those up. But, Anna um, D. Evans. <laughs> Chris you, Darmus. You have, you have these two, and uh, you want to put that into a theater so people can pay tickets. So I get it. Yep. But it's not. It's on Apple. It's, it's, an, it's on Apple. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's even weirder. But Apple throws around that. That I know what know. I would watch in a movie theater. Them bang. Yeah. <laughs> Them bang. God. <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. Edit number three, right there. <laughs> Wait, that's three. Okay. No, I mean there was there was another one, Chris. You were saying something earlier. I forget what it was, but I was like I was going to chime in, but you guys were having a good conversation. I didn't want to, but oh, and now you got to um, keep it in, so I, I can listen for him. Got it. Oh, it might have been the Matt Damon thing where you're like Jesse Plemons is better. I'm like, yep. Oh, there's that at number three, right there. Why would you edit that? Because it's a Matt it's a, Damon. Just a, <laughs> Matt, yeah, he also doesn't have that. Matt Damon. <laughs> that's right. Whatever. All right. That's, that, that's just good conversation you're throwing out now. It was. So, okay. So, uh, On a Wing and a Prayer, Love and Death, Ghosted, all are coming out very soon, too. I think within the next month. So, those are check those out if you have any interest to see the trailer for yourself. And the time has come, gentlemen. The time has come. We talk about Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Fury of, like minor gods let's just be honest fury is also in quotation marks right because they didn't seem very furious the whole time maybe one did would right. wrath of demigods be better <laughs> <laughs> all right wrath wrath of zeus's b-list children <laughs> yeah yeah that's about right <laughs> first of all helen mirren is not b-list i'll have you know no. she isn't but in this film she absolutely is but the goddess that she plays is Fair. all right listen i i'm already ready to tear into this so go ahead and do the particular right. tomato meter 51 percent audience score 87 still dropping what is still dropping the tomato yeah because it was higher it was at like 60 for a minute mm-hmm. oh, that's a shame yeah. Uh, no, I watched it. I get it. Fifty. I. I. I don't though. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna try to be the counter argument on that one though. Oh. All I right. Can't wait. Zachary Levy as Shazam. Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman. Ad. Adam Brody as superhero Freddie. Grace Caroline Curry as Mary and superhero Mary. Helen Mirren. Lucy Liu. Rachel Zegler. Megan Good. Faith Herman. Ross Butler. DJ Coltrano. Jimon Hansu, Copper Andrews, sorry, Cooper Andrews, uh, directed by David F. Sandberg. Roger, what is Shazam, Fury of the Gods? What's this one about? 
Um, it's a follow-up to the last Shazam movie. Um, basically a direct sequel to that, right? I think that's the fairest way to put it, not just a franchise-type movie. Direct sequel, yeah, but some time has passed, though. You know, a couple of years, it seems, have passed. Um, and this is their story about encountering some people for the first time that are stronger and smarter than they are. Smarters. Debatable. Well, I mean, they're beating up children, which I do respect. I <laughs> mean, true. <laughs> We've talked about this five many right times. Nope, leave no, that. No, that's good. No, that's gold. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, but seriously though. So, Grayson, you're you're already saying that you're going to be like like the the devil's advocate voice, the the counter to, to the arguments. I don't know how to do this, like review this discussion about this movie in a through line way, in a clear and concise, like broken down format, because there are so many things going wrong in this thing that I don't know how to do this cleanly. So I'm just warning you now. I don't know how we're going to do this and be nice to this film all at the same time. Well, I don't want to necessarily uh, be nice to. I mean, look, give it talk. Say the point you want to bring up with the with the backup you you have planned, because, I mean, the movie earns what it earns in, in your eyes. I just mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's an absolute garbage fire. Like, I think well, from look, what, I, what I'm saying, you guys are making it out to be. Listen, I don't listen on our own numeric scale. I don't think it's a one or a zero. Right. Okay. But I mean, I don't either. Every facet of this movie to me is worse than the previous entry into this movie, which, you know, I I remember I I liked Shazam previously. Like, I liked that movie. I thought it was a fun take. Listen, is it perfect? Absolutely not. But it was it was different. You know, DC had had this run of all their movies were dark and everything was bad. And Shazam was kind of like, hey, let's have a little bit of fun here. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, this movie, they try to do that, except they do it in worse ways. Okay, yeah. You know, like they try to be like, hey, you know, Shazam's fun and cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like these same jokes over and over again. Yeah. It so- gets repetitive. I mean, listen, we beat the shit out of Thor mm-hmm. for running jokes into the ground. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. This movie does that same thing. Yeah, but Thor did it worse, though. Well, they did. They okay, did. Listen, okay. Thor Ragnarok, is, or not Ragnarok, Love, uh, and, Love Thunder. and Thunder. Is it's, an abomination. Yeah, it is probably worse than this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I know, uh, to me yeah, personally, I it find it, it worse is. than this. It's safe to say. Um, so that'll give you a basis for where I'll score this later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but everything they try to do, like the villains are underdeveloped. We don't clearly understand what their actual motivation is. At any real time, when they finally get an idea, then it goes sideways, even in their own little weird villain group for whatever reason. You know, the whole family dynamic thing is still something I think that this movie should have had to start with or they should have brought in during this movie instead of the first one, Mm -hmm. which makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these kids that even when they're superheroes, they're still stupid, mm-hmm. like making terrible decisions. And clearly they've been doing this for a couple of years and they're making, listen, I'm not trying to say like they should be more refined as superheroes, but they have to be smarter than this, right? Yeah. Like the entire movie plays it out as they're stupid. And that's kind of embarrassing. So, I mean, you're right. And they have, so like, okay. So my opening for this is going to be uh, when Grayson, you make this point a lot. When people say that they're that they're they have superhero movie fatigue, right? Like, and they're tired of superhero films. It's this film they're tired of. 
it's this exact makeup that people are tired of where you have you you have you know x superheroes you have y villain and then you have z plot and it's just insert anything into these three spots and then make a movie out of it that's exactly what this is there is no good story build there is no actual like purpose to anything happening on screen it's just get your superheroes on on film let them be cool for a little bit give them a problem give them a generic bad guy give them generic cgi army have big thing at the end done and that's exactly what this film does and it doesn't do it well it just does it that that's the worst part it doesn't do even do that well well can it I, can I, can, I, happens. can i add a comment to what you just said yeah yeah i, I think that this is the first time in a long time I felt like this is that this like I, I if, if someone went back and if someone told you, hey, I, I went back in time from an alternate parallel universe and plucked this movie from 2004, put it in a vault and then put it in 2023. I'd been and like, then released it. I'd been like, yeah, OK, I can 100 percent. I believe yep. you. Yeah. So th- this uh, yeah. is like, That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Because like Chris, what you just said, everything you just said, like you put it in words better than I could because, you know, the superhero stuff better than I do. But like that's exactly what I was when I was watching it. Mm. None of it seems the the whole cohesion there's there's no like the story from the first Shazam into this Shazam there's nothing that there's no we 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 are we're not here yet with the, with mm-hmm. the with the the villains they chose and the reason they chose the villains it doesn't make any sense in in the Shazam world that we that we got two or three years ago it just doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't work yeah and like it's so like the only connection we have with any of these characters is that they all say Shazam and turn into superheroes and, and they're foster it. kids in the same house yeah well yeah okay and even that's not even like something that they zero in on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're in the same room sometimes as their superhero selves, which is also kind of weird. Yeah. Why did, when they're in their lair, why, why are they superheroes? Like it, it, again, I think, I think that like the, when they made this movie, they were afraid of it, not having enough superhero in it, but like they didn't have them doing superhero things. They just had them in their suits, in their house, hanging out. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I don't get it, and like, and there's there's a lot of plots that happen in this film, and you don't even realize that there's more than two plots happening. But it's because they're all so poorly written, and you have all the, like, you have the very tropey superhero group of people from from movie A. Now they're in movie B, and they all have their little problems with each other. Like that is so predictable, and it's so eye rolly. Like. Yeah, we get it. They're all they're kids that are growing up, and they're all like in different parts of their life, and they all want to do different things. And then you're going to make that a point of contention in the film. You don't have to, but you did. So now we have to deal with that, where we have a girl yeah. that wants to go off to college, and now you make the stupid hangover joke, which okay, funny. And then you have the smart kid, and then you have the kid that's trying to keep it all together who feels responsible, and you have the kid that doesn't want to be a part of the group anymore. These are all. This is the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's, that's all. Fair. This is with with two extra turtles. That's what this movie is. And it's just, it's predictable and it's boring. And then you have two, you have three villains. I'm sorry, I say two because that's what they start out with. You have villains in this that are... We have two and a half villains. Yeah, and they're predictable. Their motives are unclear, but clear at the same time. It's weird. And you have big actresses playing these villains that could have been anybody. Like, you didn't have to have... Maybe not the Helen... the, The Helen Mirren part, I think, had to be Helen Mirren, but the other two could have been... Could have been lesser it known feel, people. It feels like a waste of Lucy Liu. <laughs> True, <laughs> right? Hold, hold on. What else is she doing? It doesn't matter. 
She didn't have to do this. You know what I mean? Well, like, but, I mean, like, but what you're saying it's a waste of Lucy Liu. But has Lucy Liu been in the conversation for the past twelve years, thirteen, fifteen years? No, not, okay. not not too much. But why you're are right. you paying Lucy Liu and putting her in this role where all she did was sit on a saddle in front of a green screen? Because she's in something. I mean, look, the movies come easy for, money, bro. Well, the movies come in two or three for these people, and she has something else right around the corner too. I get it. I, I know. It just it just uh, you anybody could have been these villains, and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have made the movie much worse than what it already is. It, it, it's just I I don't like like the wasting of these like these big iconic you know actors and actresses. It's the whole thing's messy, and you know as as we watch this film and watch everything unfold, you can't tell me that you didn't know exactly what was going to happen around every corner. It's predictable. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? There is no surprises in this movie, right? Even the ending, which is supposed to be somewhat surprising. Can we talk about the ending last? We we will. But <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. None of that surprised me. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Get it, right? Like, nope. okay, yeah. So this happens, happens. Oh yeah, of course that happened mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that that's how the ending plays out, and it's also something like Grace and you alluded to could have been fucking great. Yeah, like no, hell it, of a way it, to end it. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. It could have been great, and I almost gave the movie kudos while I was watching it as it like started to happen. But you know what I mean. The worst part about this movie to me, legitimately, and they still try to make it fun, and they some points that are. Listen, I thought it was funny when the chick showed up hungover. Okay, yeah, but it must be hell to transform into your Shazam self when you're hungover because that'd be <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> I have a counter argument for you. Her superhero self is the better. one that. Yeah, but that's the, that's the thing is like, do superhero versions of these people feel the effects of being drunk? I mean, what if she was drunk as Shazam? So. Yeah, yeah. What if she drank in, in her Shazam form? <laughs> well, she's she's the most she's the closest one to the age. Yeah, of, yeah. So I mean, I, I I don't know, but it seems to me like when she's in Shazam form, she shouldn't she she should be fine because if she can also, fly around and shoot lightning, she shouldn't get drunk. Why can't she go to college? It, it, it was about leaving the family. That's yeah. Okay, no, I get no, that. Well, right, that, she's in Philadelphia. That, there are plenty of good schools mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. fair. Yeah, okay. I get that. Okay, fair. Yeah. fair, fair point. She could have been down the fucking street with a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> However, Philadelphia looked awfully clean for Philadelphia. I've been there. For Okay, so the one thing that I, I think this movie gets right is the fact that the citizens hate them because it's Philadelphia. <laughs> Right, because there's one thing that Philadelphia is notoriously hard on their own people. Best fans they in hate, the world. They hate their sports teams. They hate their government officials. All of it. <laughs> so of course, of course, they have an entire superhero team. They fucking hate them. <laughs> Perfect execution of this movie. This movie suffers also by it has too many people that it wants to put on screen, with not enough time or enough budget to do so. There's a reason why we didn't get more lightning bolts being thrown by Shazam by by Zachary Levi's Shazam. There's there's a reason for that. It's because they had so much actor bloat that they have to get on screen because they paid these people money. The storyboard makes no sense. You have, you have, they have mo- mo- moments where like a superhero will dodge something and then get hit by the same thing a second later. Like they were just lightning flash level, f- you know, speed, and now all of a sudden you get hit by this slow ass you know, lightning bolt. Like it, it just, you can say that they're kids and they make mistakes, and that's why like you know all this stuff works, but. There's just, it, there's no, nothing is concurrent in this or consistent, I mean, is what I'm trying to say. That's the thing. Exactly rules, le- rules are never full, firmly established. That's not that's, for that's the, Rules are established and the, but then they're broken, is actually what I would, I, I would lean okay, more on. Fair enough. Because, like, because there's one point where Zachary, Zachary Levi, like, you know, gets thrown into a building and it hurts him and he's staggered and he's, you know, off kilter. But then he, but then he punches, he punches someone, like, gets punched through a building, you know, a few scenes later and he's fine. Like, I don't yep. understand. 
you just have a lot of this stuff that kind of goes sideways because, because the script needs him not to be okay for a, a few yeah. seconds. To, that's 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 what it is. Yeah. And le- and I, I want to bring up uh, another thing that I had a really big problem with is they capture, you know, boss lady, right? Yep. They take her back into their little in-house prison, and they close an iron door with a, and then lock it. And like, you really believe that's going to stop a god? And then no, you leave yeah. her alone. So again. They're stupid. Well, so the whole reason was because she needed that stupid ass apple, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why is the apple in this movie? Why do they have the apple? To plant the tree. Why? But let's pr- let's let's pretend like they already have the apple they need, and all they need is the staff. Doesn't that just work? Mm, you don't yes. have to have them yes, have the apple. You're, 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 you're right. right. The, you're right. They have to stop them from getting both the items together. Yes. Yeah, but they didn't even know that the apple was important. No, because it's not because they're kids and they're Until dumb. That's it's just, that's uh, just so I, I did like I, Steve I the was, pen. Well, I think Steve I think you're, the I mean, pen. you're meant to like, especially okay when Mirren's character when when she's mm-hmm. reading the letter that they wrote. That's I think legitimately clever as hell. No, okay, I agree. Until <laughs> the, the first next time, time they did yeah, it, the first time it's funny. The second time you're like, God damn it! Yeah, like they took a good joke and they drove it into the ground. Well, like, I'm not shocked by should any we proofread this? Nah, Steve's got it. <laughs> send it. <laughs> That's the last thing. Send it. Uh, um, this is just my problem. It's just the writing is not the the, the writing is just is is absolutely subpar here. It's unacceptable. So, talking about things along with the rules of Shazam or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like lightning's a problem, yeah. right? Lightning should never hurt him in any capacity. Mm-hmm. It does though when it needs to, mm-hmm. and it doesn't when it needs to. Yeah. And that to me is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Either it does or it doesn't like same with black Adam, right? When he learned how to harness that power, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect him anymore. Okay. What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. You're right. And it, it comes up multiple times too. And there's just, there's so many points. Uh, Freddie, right? That's mm-hmm. his name. Can we just acknowledge the fact Captain that Captain Every whole, Power this referred to him by his given name? <laughs> that this whole movie hinges on the the wild hormones of a teenage boy. Yeah, no. Listen, Fred ends up in horny jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, what happens. Quite literally in horny jail. Yeah, like because no. Nope, listen, this is a choice you made, bro. And 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 I, and I and I've seen articles on this or talks of this. So this isn't my original point to bring up. I'll I'll, I'll lean I'll lead with that. But like, she's six thousand years old, bro, and he's a kid. That's creepy, right? No, and they, it's creepy in a comedy way, but not, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it kind of is. And then they acknowledge it in the film as being possibly creepy. And then they just lean into it at the end when she's a human now and they're just boyfriend, girlfriend. But technically she's like adult woman. Not, no, no, she, but know, she's, she's not a human. She's back. Yeah, she's got she, her powers back. She got oh, that's right. Back. She gets her powers back. So it's, oh, cause she's a goddess. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, okay, but the rules. The, I, I mean, I feel like the they wanted the, the the payoff for the the older woman thing is when when the when the dad says, "What is it with our children and older women?" Like, yeah. I get it because they're both be like, but that's the if that's the payoff for I putting the jokes rules, in. By the way, I dad think is a can, good dude. I think you can take them out. The problem is they. I can see why you might want to do what they did with Shazam. I mean, there's because they're they are children, mm-hmm. but. If you ask me, like when you're sitting down, when when like you when 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 the writers are sitting around room day one of the of the like twelve month cycle they have to write this and they're putting out ideas, someone is right to bring up. Well, these are kids that every time they transform are brought into an adult world with adult consequences, with adult problems. 
we need to, and then someone should say like, yeah, but we can't make the movie like kind of a silly Rated parody, R. like yeah. a silly parody of itself because they do dumb things. And like, okay. Okay. You're right. Let's move on. Like that should have been moved on immediately, but that's what it kind of would have felt to me. The first Shazam, I'm okay with it feeling like that because Billy Batson is a kid and, and he's younger. He's yeah. all of a sudden thrust into having an adult body as a superhero, saving actual Learning lives powers, in the city. Yeah learning how to be an adult superhero. But that's the thing is like this one, we should have, as, as, as movie sequels go, we should have moved past that. And they should know yeah. the, the gravity of what they're doing is more important than being well, like, you have to you age up when you Shazam. Understand at this point, like people would have had to have died, mm-hmm. right? They yeah. would have had to deal with death as a real consequence. Yeah. And also that's something that I want to talk about in this movie too. How many people in Philadelphia you think fucking died? Oh, I mean, a lot, legitimately, like legitimately, yeah. a lot of people from the bubble alone. Yeah, right. Just would be dead. Also, when she rearranges buildings, what happens to people inside? I don't know. I torn to pieces. I assume they're just like Picasso art now, just <laughs> gone. Like these are all things that, like, like I mean, they could put cool thing on screen because they have you know big budget and CGI, but like at least that didn't look bad. It did. I look thought bad. it looked good. It didn't look bad. Some it's of the CGI it. looked bad, but that didn't look well, bad. Some of it did, but. More more often, I mean, th- think about it. We'd be like Doctor Strange 2, right? Where yeah. there was some bad, bad CGI was, in that yeah. movie. This movie has better CGI than that. Okay. Which is something that I have to give it credit which for. Which is funny because her power is basically Doctor Strange's power. So Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Reality <laughs> bending yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. um, so, I mean, that's that's something I look at in the plus column. Is I think they did an okay job with that side of it. Right. I was actually kind of surprised when you said the budget was only $110 million. I thought for sure it would be higher than that. Okay. That's fair. Um so I guess, I mean, it's still, though, not going to make its budget back. It's not. Um, one of the real things I have a problem with is, like, I don't feel like there are any actual consequences in this movie. And the one thing that they could have, and we'll go back to it in a few minutes, is the ending where mm-hmm. they could have had ultimate dire consequences, right? Yep. And they don't. Yeah. Um, and the fact that everybody, the people that get their powers taken away, just get them back. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with shit like that. Yeah. I think it's a better story if they don't. You know, yes, hey, it, you it had... goes into it's a story. It's it's an arc that you can continue. Well, here's the I, thing. I, I, well, I think I think they put themselves into a hole by giving all these kids the powers instead of it just being Shazam. And they had the perfect opportunity to write that ship, and they chose not to, which I also think is a problem. Well, I I still and I know that I'm just rewriting movie to make myself feel better. I still feel that after the first movie. They shouldn't have had their Shazam powers anymore. Mm-hmm. It should have been a one-time thing to help them out. And then in this movie, they could have got them back and leaned into it mm-hmm. as, hey, like we're an actual team. We are better when we are. Mm-hmm. Everybody is Shazam instead of just me. Yeah. Because I feel when everybody is Shazam, nobody is Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have your leader who has the exact same powers as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, they all don't have a piece of the power. They all have no. The they entire... have the entire skill set. Yeah, and it's not like when he's the only one that he is stronger. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's just the same. He's yeah. the same. So like, I don't understand their rules with that shit. Yeah, like I just don't. Imagine if they have the option to give their like their part of the Shazam power to him or to each other to make themselves stronger in the moment. They would have How to cool have different problems. They would have to have different powers though. Well, yeah, but still, but imagine like what, what that what that could mean for like you know I have to give up my power to make you stronger because I because I trust you because yeah. I, I believe in we you. need this to work. That's a better that's a better story it than is. what we got. It is absolutely, <laughs> which is also why I think. If they would have lost their powers at the end of the first one, like it was a one-time, you know, one-off thing, it makes it more impactful. Yeah. So, because 
by their own definition, for him to give them powers, he should have to be weaker. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's not. And that would be the why we're stronger as a family. Like the one thing in this movie that they want to be consistent on is that they are actually a family, mm-hmm. which that's a big deal for a lot of people because yeah. that's one thing that you don't get to see a lot of. And I know I talked about this during the original Shazam talk about being a kid in the foster system is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for a lot of folks. And you don't get represented on the screen very often because honestly, people just don't care about that side of things, which is shitty to say, but it's absolutely true. So when they get decent representation of a good foster family and, you know, a working dynamic of how the, the rough part of being in a foster family and they have all the good side of it here and then you just kind of shit on it. Yeah. Like it doesn't actually matter. Stop shazamming in the house. Get the fuck out of here. Like, come <laughs> on. Like, why are we doing like shit like that? Like that yeah. we are above that or maybe we're not. Well, yeah. it's just, it's it's bad jokes by bad writers. That's yep. that's what it comes comes down to. It's just, so, I mean, in, in a movie that costs a hundred and whatever million dollars, you you really can't afford to have writers that aren't you know top of their top of their craft and have proven it several times. That's the thing is you got to have the writing has to be there or the movie just isn't. So that's, the real issue that I have with it, right? And like I said before, I was I was high or higher up on the original Shazam movie that. My whole thing is, if this is legitimately the last time we see this character, and there's a very real possibility that it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, it's basically 50-50 at this point yeah. if Shazam continues. Yeah, because it didn't make any money. Right. And, you know, the whole restructure mm-hmm. of DC, I wouldn't be surprised if Shazam goes bye-bye. And, okay, I wouldn't shed a tear about it. However, I think the Shazam story can be a good story. Yeah. Like, it absolutely can be. And we never get to see it we get one and one and a third of a decent movie. Yeah. And that's it. So not everything has to be franchise anymore, but listen, if you only get two movies, they both need to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but I mean, they don't, this think is not, they don't think they're only getting two movies, but Chris, you said something that I keep coming back to. And I keep slamming my head into this wall is they also didn't expect this movie to, after two weeks, have a hundred million at the box office. No, they expect like, to make their money back. This, this should have been, this hundred like where they are right now should have been like day five of release yep. yeah this yeah. should be like hey we're about to hit the second week yeah you know we're across yep. the hundred we're doing all right hour. guys it's okay not you know they're they're in code red on this right now and they know it well here's the thing they're not even code red it's dead they know it yeah like it's this movie is smoked it, it won't make any more money i mean look what comes out this week john wick or what's yeah. after that uh dungeons and dragons yep dude that eats this entire audience yeah yeah like true. they're gone yeah the lighthearted. if you this know, movie does four million dollars next week i would be surprised yeah and it'd be what it's third week yeah, that's creed, fucking laughable creed man performed it and creed's been out for a minute now yeah so it, also yeah. creed is a good movie yeah true. this is not <laughs> true so like uh, i have like two more things you know including the last part of this movie like the other thing is Y'all want to go get some Skittles? No. I don't. Right? Ever. It was Also, Skittles are terrible. The product placement in this movie was, like, I didn't think it could ever get better than Budweiser and Transformers. Right? Because that was in your face. We're going to put an ad into into this movie, and y'all got to watch it. Yep. Budweiser, thank you for all the money. Mm-hmm. Like Coors and Scream. And, like, yep, well, there it is. The, the other one, Transformers, or, like, Xbox. Like okay, a, yeah. like, like you you heard that like the the thing it turned on and it grabbed that girl in the face yeah yeah, yeah. but the whole thing tastes of skittles like it just that it's so asinine the I mean, like you could the skittles I mean, sorry go ahead, go ahead. Was, no, no, no no go ahead. go ahead we shouldn't talk at the same time. it's just it, it's just it's so over the top it's so in your face and it's so egregious but it's like 
like it's like a fucking child wrote this. If this movie wasn't as bad as it, it you know was any better than it is, I'd be more offended. But it just makes sense after seeing the film. It's like you know they looked at they knew what they had and they said okay we need to make some more money. Who needs a spot? And they found Skittles and Skittles. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll do that. That's fine because it's like it's multiple minutes that you're dealing with the whole Skittles yep. thing on screen. There's even a slow mo shot of Skittles. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! So well, also we'll Skittles that came from an unwrapped in her pocket, which is ew. oh those are gross. <laughs> those are gross. <laughs> Look, they're, also they're those fuzzy aren't and, and also those aren't unicorns. Those are nightmares. But screw you, writers. It well, DC, see, I actually I actually respect. I mean, if we're, if we're gonna isolate things that we like, I really kind of. I didn't know how they were going to handle the unicorn thing. I was when 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 he's like, "Oh no, unicorns are a very deadly beasts in any in any realm." Yeah. I was like, "How are they going to show this?" To I me think they also be- still should have been like beautiful, white, and sparkly, and should have just been killing machines. Yes, at least that I better, would have respect right? blood yeah. on their on their white fur. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's like the their their is- golden shimmery horn is smeared with blood. <laughs> Go ahead, well, Grace. That's, well, that's the thing is like they did make kind of a nightmare unicorn that like I was like, okay, I, I'm behind this that like this mm-hmm. one aspect of this visual stuff I kind of dig. However, I would say that the the entirety of the the tree never should have been planted. Like the threat of the tree of if this is if this tree is planted, it's going to it's going to drain the life of your world and your world will be no more. That yeah, should have but- been enough. That should have been the the, 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 the whole the Greek, you know, the the um, what do you call them? The like the, the creatures from Greek mythology. This yep. whole sequence also, is unicorns are not waste. part of Greek mythology. No, by the well, way. they're like, not. This whole sequence is a complete and utter waste of money, like a huge waste of money and time. That was like well, twenty it, minutes. It's also a bastardization of of, the, of Greek mythology, which is kind of offensive to people who give a shit about that kind of stuff, yeah. right? It's it, it just it's all bad, but it's all because you know, like they they don't feel confident enough to write uh, to, to stand on their own writing so like they put all this thing these things in here that are iconic that we'll know about but like it, it the whole unicorn slash tree thing it's like you have throwaway cgi army which is the the biggest it's almost as bad as skybeam like skybeam is the number one thing that you, that you don't do in superhero films anymore and then the next thing is is faceless cgi army those two are those things are just so eye-rolly at this point for anyone that watches this shit fans of this stuff are sick of this and then you have CGI horse unicorn army to beat up where your your characters are riding into battle on their horses, which is so goddamn. They're valiant steeds, sir. They're cringy and eye-rolly moments. And then they are what you just ride in, and then this army is defeated by these people on these unicorns that they found with Skittles. And then you get to the last part of this film, which is the the biggest letdown in in endings of a superhero film I've seen in a long time. We'll talk about the last fight scene for me. Yeah, yeah, because I oh, think it's right. Grace, time. you we we could do that. There's a lot more to cover in this movie before we get to the you last so? fight scene. But like what? So? what? Okay, I so do. Well, what, okay. what else do you want to talk about before we go there? Before yeah, go ahead, we go before we even get to any of the any of the CGI stuff, let's just call that the CGI section with all the the minotaurs and everything that comes yeah, yeah. The, 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 the the tree is. I mean, where are we with these characters? I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but where are we with the like? Where are we with the natural progression of these characters when we enter this movie? Okay. Well, okay. well I mean, where we are is a few years later. They've obviously been superheroes for a little bit of time, and they've learned nothing. Well, okay, so that's what I'm gonna say. All right. Besides the fact that they're physically older, yeah. Or have they progressed? It doesn't seem like it. it no, it, it would... seems like they're extensions of their five years ago selves. Yes. The only thing that's that's super off kilter is the fact that Billy Batson seems a little more mature. 
that's only when he's in Billy Batson. So form. Billy is more mature. But Shazam is just he's stupid. the same, right? Mm-hmm. And like he doesn't get stupider when he's Shazam. He's the same person. But uh, but Shaz- uh, you know Zachary Levi is acting the same way in this movie as he did in the first Shazam, which I think is off. But I don't think that's his fault. I think that's the way the, the character's written and the way he's directed. He should have been writ- written a little bit more serious. No, I'm talking like... Just a little bit. Yeah, I'm not talking like, hey, this dude needs to be doing like fucking quantum equations and I don't yeah. give a shit about everything kind of way. But look, dude, you're about you're almost 18 years old. You're about to graduate high school. You can't be surprised every time you do something like, whoa, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, come it, on, dude. Yeah. Isn't like, this what you do? You want us to believe you've been a superhero for three years now. And five, you're still su- five okay, years. Five. You're still surprised by all the shit you do. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense. No, well, it doesn't. Learned, and and even, lightning bolts. Didn't you do that last movie? Yeah. Even though, even the first, like the, the the scene that's supposed to get us back into them being superheroes. If you've not seen Shazam in a while, it's supposed to kind of jog your memory what they can do. Yeah, yeah. Their all their abilities and you know the keeping each person separate on you know their own outright is mm-hmm. th- that's that scene is almost that that goes hand in hand. What you just said is they've been superheroes now for five years and they've learned nothing they talk about the bridge scene yeah the bridge it's just like they're they're still making jokes about everything and they're both and they're still like i mean it's a billion dollars worth of damage minimum yeah they're still acting like you know 12 year olds in superhero bodies which is where we were in the first one we moved past you they're still acting like that and it's to me it's offensive that they the writers didn't think to bring like didn't think oh no no they've matured five years guys i mean yeah they're you know mary should be not only heavily into college, but also maybe she's dating a guy and it's not going well, but that she can't fix with her powers. That's her problem. And then, you know, it's just, you know, one of them is dealing yeah, with, they the fact should that, have a bit mature, more mature problems. You know, the fact Billy's, that we just live in a foster home. Yeah. You know, Billy's still, <laughs> Billy's still dealing with the fact that like his mom and his dad abandoned him and he's not, he's dealing with a new family, but he still is looking for that sense of reason to fight for something, which makes sense with the, with, with what happens in the end, in, in the end, you know, Pedro dealing with the fact that like, okay, he's discovering something about himself that Roger, you said something that every time I think about it is more so and more brilliant the way we, you said it. There is a moment in this movie when, and you know, we talked about it beforehand. There is a point where they reveal themselves as superheroes to their family. Mm-hmm. So at like all the same time, because half of them are superheroes and half of them aren't, you know, they say, Hey, we're superheroes. And Pedro says, I'm gay. And everybody's kind of like, yeah, bud, we knew. Mm-hmm. And I brought up to the point to the guys here that it was more heavily on Pedro's mind that he's gay than it was that he's hiding a superhero secret identity. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, could this just be a throwaway line to check off a box? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But I would like to think it's slightly more developed than this. But the rest of the movie doesn't give you that kind yeah, of payoff. Yeah, exactly. The movie doesn't back, back it, it up does not. that thought. So... Listen, I I wish that I was right in that scenario. <laughs> I, I I truly truly do. Yeah. Um. But I just I don't think that that's the case. I don't but think so either. Which is which which is a which makes that cleverly written line just an accident. It is. It's it's like hey, this could have been something neat yeah. or you deeper. Know, well, deeper. Yeah. And you know, listen, the one thing this movie tries to drive home is a family dynamic. That's a big family thing. Mm-hmm. Like it absolutely yeah. can be. And this movie kind of like yeah, but we know. And yeah. then just move right along. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, at the given point of the movie, they didn't have a whole lot of time to like, hey, let's break this down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's so talk to Yeah, listen, you know, there's a big giant dragon oh. coming through the closet. No, it comes to the floor. And how bad did the animatronic look? Oh, that's what bad. that was. It's that just, was it's, really it's bad. awful. It's that was really bad. But the whole the CGI thing with, is fine. But the they, animatronic in this was terrible. They should have all been struggling with their own things. The parents should have been struggling with bills. It's like 
the family dynamic is what she should have honed in on, but giving them each something outside of being a superhero to do. That's why I like, you know, I, I said this a multiple times in the show. It's why I like the, the whole like Peter Parker thing and any other superhero that's like dealing with not only like the, the weight of saving a city and trying to fight off the villain and also, but also, Oh, I got to get a good grade on my exam. I got, yeah. I, I got to get the Motherfucker girl. I can't pay rent. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing is like, you should, that's so much to, there's so much to play with and they played with none of it. I'm, I'm actually surprised at how but, they didn't do any of that. Yeah, but you have six different kids, and then the mom and dad. That's seven different things you have to, go, you know, you have to go through. You don't you have know, to. If, you don't if, have to dedicate ten minutes to each, but a couple of cleverly placed lines and a, you know, you know, the mom telling the dad like, "Hey, I Pedro's not talking to me. Usually he tells me everything. Lately he's not. I, something's wrong with him. We need to." And then like that's all we need to know is he's going through something that's tough. Well, oh, we let me let me bring up one thing with the parrots for a second because I actually like the parrots. This yeah. I think I think that they make a good representation of mm-hmm. a caring, extended, blended family kind of thing, right? Yeah. So, at multiple times during this movie, some of the kids make references to, "Hey, the parents are struggling mm-hmm. to make their bills." The parents never say that. The parents actually make it a point to be like, "Yeah, we pay the house off." Yeah, and everybody's like, "Wait, really?" So, like, I think the kids think that they have more of a fucking problem than they actually have, <laughs> which also is a family thing. Yeah. You know, you, hey, man, we got to take it easy on the parents, blah, blah, blah. You can't do it. The parents are like, bro, there ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you you do you as a kid, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, this is our thing. You mm-hmm. guys got to do your thing. We know you're dealing with a lot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about a dragon for just a second. Yep. Okay. Because, listen, we're, we're ultimately going to get to the end fight scene in a minute. But I would want to bring up something about this dragon. I think this dragon generally looks kind of cool yeah until you find out that this dragon is fucking made of wood yeah have you ever seen a tree get struck by lightning <laughs> i want to ask you a serious question I mean, what I, happens to the fucking tree i mean it gets charred sometimes burnt sometimes sometimes burnt. it explodes yeah. <laughs> why did they make this dragon made of wood because it couldn't have been earth- made of any other any other earthly thing could have made a rock because the earth because the tree it was supposed to be part of. I'm sure it was supposed to be, and then in the lore, which I'm not sure of, I'm sure it's supposed to be part of the tree. Okay, they, which is made of wood. No, teeth are made of wool. They did tree to go with. To, they did the wood dragon to go with the tree as one piece, but I think they did wood dragon because of Game of Thrones. This is supposed to be a Draco Lich. This is supposed to be an undead dragon. It's supposed to be a giant skeleton undead dragon. But Game of Thrones happened, and they did that already. They had a big CGI zombie dragon. Okay. They couldn't do it again. They should have used just the exact same dragon. Because they, they just ripped listen, it. they could have because it's the same studio. Because they both glow blue. They both have <laughs> have blue effects going on. Blue eyes, white dragon, baby. It's so <laughs> close to what Game of Thrones already did. <laughs> did you I just think say that? that's yeah, he did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he did. I said that a lot during Game of Thrones. Remember? Yeah. Shout out to the Yu Gi Oh crowd. That's right. <laughs> but I know you're listening. But I got my fam. So like like. I think that's why they did, because I thought the same thing. But I think they did wood because they had a direct connection with the tree for some reason, and they didn't want to. They it couldn't be that close to Game of Thrones. I don't think they wanted to do that. Okay, and which is that's that's fair. Me. It does make sense when you when you talk about it like that. Yeah. All right. One other thing about the dragon. So this dragon shoots blue fire. Yep. And also radiates fear. Fear. Yes. Out of its mouth hole. 
Except when it doesn't. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so except when it doesn't, this is a good thing. I'm going to nerd out for a second. Dragon fear is an actual thing. Okay. Like in, in a lot of like fantasy Ooh, settings. Dragon dork stuff. Go ahead, yeah. buddy. I'm yeah, so, listening. So dragon fear is an actual like thing within like fantasy settings and stuff like that. Where like, like dragons, uh, good and evil, both emit literal fear from them, uh, from them that would, you know, most people can't resist the, the, the impulse to freeze or run away. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's an actual like thing, which I thought was kind of cool. I appreciated that. Okay. But that's I did not that, know that. I've never heard that's that. That's the before. only thing they got right in this film. <laughs> so whatever. You're but I thought it was far cool more to hear of a dragon nerd than I actually thought, which is explains a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think the scene where he's helping, you know, now human goddess thing, like how he's how he 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 pushes through with willpower to get to her and be there with her in that moment. I sure. think that's I think that was actually like the only good scene in this movie. Freddie, you mean? Huh? Freddie, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good scene, actually. But I don't know. This movie didn't earn it, so whatever. You mean when he's facing down the dragon with the girl after yes. they both lost? Yeah, yeah see that that, yeah. that that is the mo- that is the scene of the movie. That that is the that's the most that that is the most powerful scene in the movie. Like, it almost wasn't bar but, none. But the movie shot itself in the foot to lose the, lose True. the other one. So all right, so Grayson, do you have anything else, Grayson? Before we talk about the ending. Um, there's, before we get to the last part no but I, I, I can incorporate it with whatever with the development up to that okay um, I, I, I do think there's the layer I want to talk about that for a second I, I think they were talking I, I don't know any kind of superhero rules in the Shazam yeah, world yeah. but can you be Neither a human do... and still go through this door like can you be like not of superhero composition makeup and well, still so Pedro does mm-hmm. oh, that's true he does okay yeah Pedro does so I I think the question you asked a while ago is why are they superheroes in the, oh, in the lair? Shazams. Yeah, it's because they're just that's what that's what they do to get away from their life is become a superhero. It's like yeah, they're they're, they're playing. But then adults. they just go be dumb kids. Yeah, but here's the thing: a they're like some of them are fighting with if they want to be superheroes or not, or if that's what they really belong as. So well, like, they want to be part of the team, even. Yeah. So like to. For them, it actually would have gone further for storytelling to have some of them not in their sh- not in their Shazam forms, and then like Patrick and Zachary Levi put go, hey, you know, hey, you know, you know the rules. If you're in the lair, you're you know you're, you're in you're in your Shazam form. Fine. You know when like someone doesn't want to because they just they don't give a shit anymore, or like they're checked out of being a superhero. You know what I mean? Like you could do even more storytelling with that, but instead they're just all Shazammed all the time in there. It just doesn't make sense. You know they're in their home, they feel safe and relaxed. You know they don't need to be in their Shazam form to be in their lair. Uh, it's, yeah, it's you obvious. Wouldn't, you wouldn't think so. But they make them anyway. I, I don't know what that is. Also, it, the lair's got a pretty sweet setup. The lair's pretty. Cool. I, I'm, well, I'm see, down with that. Yeah, see, that's something I actually respect in this yeah. movie. See, that's the thing is, I I like the what they did with the seven deadly sins. They like they put they put like beads <laughs> yeah. on them and stuff and that. Like yeah. that's okay, yeah. clever, funny. Googly eyes on they would do yeah, that. Like. Cool. As the age they are, they would, I think, do that. Do something yeah, like that in that layer. Is I would do this. <laughs> and, and let's let's talk. I mean, the whole and the wizard thing is something I want to bring up. Now he had so, what Jamon I thought is your boy, buddy. Well, he is my boy, and I think there's a lot of the syndrome of. I, I, I think there's a syndrome of the same thing going on in Wonder Woman, another DC product. He here, does have a sweet hat. Is they're looking at this? They're they're, they're looking at the sequel and saying. Uh, we need someone to carry this movie because Zachary Levy cannot do it. We he doesn't need, carry it. We need the wizard back. The wizard doesn't carry. No, it, he doesn't though. carry it. But like, look, Gmon is is an actor that I know, he's has got won. a lot more screen time in this movie than he did. He in gets the a lot of screen so. time, but it's 
it's wasted screen time. He doesn't he doesn't do much in this film. Well, I mean, but, but I mean that's why I think they brought back Chris Pine in the second one okay. is they is they needed a name. They just needed yeah, another yeah. name to attach. And we all know Jimon from like he's he's been in some serious heavy hitting movies. Yeah, he's yeah, won yeah. some great you. awards. Like he is he's amazing as an actor. I think that's why and, they brought and, him and back. And he's and he's good in this film. Don't get me wrong with, with what they give him, but he's his characters have no consequence almost. Well, well he also again, doesn't do any wizard shit. Yeah. Again, it's just Which is it's, a joke that they make in the movie, but it is true. Yeah. It's silly. I mean, it's almost the gravity of having him on screen is almost undone by the fact that he doesn't do anything wizardry that we need. You know, what's that what's the term that someone said in the maybe a week or two ago, Roger? Do some something shit. Do some remember that term? I forget what the movie was. We watched it, but can't can he say, can't you do some something shit? Like it was a verb, but um, yeah. like no one like what is I understand why he's here, but after he gets out of the, once they get back to Earth, like he's just like the writers, like well, he's with them, so we have to keep him on set well, for a while. <laughs> even leading up to him being back with them on Earth, he's like he doesn't do it. He's a whiny bitch the whole time. Mm. I mean, he is like he he doesn't do anything. He's complaining. He's he he has an attitude. He, he's more of a teenager than they are up well, until but he, like. But he knows what's he knows what's at stake and. He talking to them is like talking to a brick wall. Uh, although I thought it was clever putting him with 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 Freddie because Freddie of all of them, no, I mean he's the closest thing to a god that they have because he knows superhero lore. Yeah, superheroes yeah. are because like he's he's the guy that knows like the rule set with the wizard is kind of a cool. You know that's my favorite line in the movie. They're, can we just float out of here like a fart? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but uh, putting those two together was was pretty clever. And I mean it's clear that Glazer is. He's the focus of this He's movie. Good. He is. He is the focus of this movie. And I was I thought the 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 two scenes that I thought were kind of cleverly above this movie that movie hadn't earned was the scene with after the after she had the, the, the younger sister had lost her powers, and after he had been de shazammed, I think a second time, he you know, when he climbs up that through the dragon's breath and like you know looks at her and like because he's they never really did anything with that because he was able to resist um, Lucy Liu's mind mm-hmm. control, yeah. and then he was able to. He's not scared. Is, so is is that it? Is it's the fear? I think it's so the lack of I fear. I think that, the fear thing. Yeah, he didn't have any fear. Well, I, I think he's scared. I think it's overcoming it. He has a high wisdom stat, bro. Like he's got <laughs> like like that's what it is. Like he rolled a nat twenty. Yeah, I mean that's exactly there. what that is. You know, and to to put it into simple terms, yeah, he's just he's he's resilient. He has he has hero qualities to him, and they and they shine when when, when they're when they're most needed and it comes through in those moments, but it's again, it's all we're, like, we're like, we're giving this, this film and these scenes and these moments more thought and credit than the actual writers of this film did. I think yeah, you're right about that. So, which with, is the worst. It's a bad thing. With all this in mind, let's move to the last, let's mm-hmm. move to the dome shrinking and we know yeah. what has to be done kind of deal. But with, within that, let's, was there any, what was the catalyst that, turned Helen Mirren's character from wanting to destroy the world to wanting to save it. I, well, did she I never wanted, well, she did I never wanted to destroy the world. world. Was that always Lucy Liu's? That was Lucy Liu's thing, yeah. She wanted to re to, to bring back their world. She yeah, didn't Helen, want to Helen Mirren wanted to take the Apple and plant it back in their world and have yes. everything back to like status quo. Yeah. She didn't want anything to do with the with the with with Earth. Yeah, and Lucy Liu's character only wanted destruction. Re- revenge, yeah. basically, on the humankind. Yep. 
But they never. Which, I don't think that was ever like super clear. Like, why was the younger sister there before they were trying to? Warn? Well, they, they didn't really. They didn't talk about that because they didn't need to. Yeah. Because the plot said that you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. And that's yeah. the whole thing. I wish like, that wasn't the case, but it is. Could have. Had, there's just so many makings of a better movie here that it should have been. There is. So let's move into the last. When 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 Shazam realizes what has okay. to be done, and he so realizes, all right. So I'll, I'll break this down quickly, and so we can talk about point A to point B. So. Um, Helen Mirren's character shrinks the dome down so it's just Billy and the dragon and the dragon rider, whatever her actual name is. I don't remember because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so she shrinks the dome down and they kind of go toe to toe. Like he's realized that, hey, I'm going to have to light this shit up. Mm-hmm. He finally realizes, like, hey, I'm going to have to sacrifice myself. Uses, right? the, uses the staff as a battery, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Does, yeah. yeah, he's got to overload the battery because that's what you do, blah, blah, blah. So he gets this nice electric light show going on inside this dome and drives right at it shazams it boom everybody dies right in quotations Mm -hmm. you know it basically neutron bombs the site they find they find him like knock the hell out dead the hell out yeah um yeah dead and i'm sorry remind me was he shazam or was he billy he was billy Okay. Yeah, he was Billy so when he was dead. They found Billy dead, dead, because he's dead, dead. Mm-hmm. And you know, then we teleport <laughs> to the other realm to his funeral, to his funeral where he's already buried, mm-hmm. already in the ground, mm-hmm. and you know, the whole family's crying, blah blah blah, and they're thanking him for his sacrifice. And... Stop right there, though. Okay. So I do want to point out that they make that they do a good job of like building up his sacrifice at the end, yes, right? They do. They like like he realizes what he has to do. It's a good build up. Like he's he has to buy time and build power. This thing has to turn into one of those little like electric balls you just put your fingers on and the core in the center. Like that's exactly what the dome turned into. And like they do a good build up of it of him having to take the damage, get his ass beat, to buy time, and then to fly into the dragon and kill himself. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's a nice build up and it, it's good. And then like. And then and everything all, you just said happens. all undone five minutes later. Yeah, everything you just said happens. We end up, you know, at his funeral, you know, in you know, in 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 the gods realm, and Eternia then or wherever, right? Is that what he says? What? Aren't they in Eternia or something? Yeah, something like that. Whatever. But Terraria, whatever you want to call it, Terraria. Yeah. <laughs> but so like, so we're there, and then as you were leading to, like, everyone's around. They're mourning his loss. You know, no one's crying, but everybody's sad because you know, you, whatever. Yeah, suck it up, be strong for Billy. Yeah, and then somebody shows up. Who shows up, Grayson? Tell us who shows up. Wonder Woman shows up, and it's but we there's another scene that she's kind of in, but not really because it's a dream. Well, yeah, it's Billy's sex dream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Our hold on, hold on. That's not a joke. Yeah, <laughs> our okay, angsty okay, team so, sex dream. So no shit. When when in the end, in the end, when not, not only Billy's dead, like I was thought that was one of the other scene. That was the other scene. I thought, okay, this is. This is more. This is this is better than giving this movie credit for. I need him to stay dead at least for this movie. Mm-hmm. I, maybe they'll bring him back in the next one, or at least try if, if there's going to be a next one. But mm-hmm. and then when Wonder Woman comes back, okay, when she comes back, I said, okay, we can redeem this by her talking about Steve Trevor, of how she lost that person, she will never get back. Oh God, you she had to watch him die eat. twice, and but she's she's like Billy Batson. I had to watch mine die twice, or I or. I had to watch my family die twice. I won't. I don't want you to go through that. But like that's or some weird way. But I don't like how everyone won and all the bad guys lost. That's my least favorite well, way to end a the movie. The biggest way that 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 the all the good guys win is because 
she brings him back from the dead. So yeah, she touches the staff because yeah, it has to be re retouch or turned back by on by God. God. Okay, and then Billy just kind of climbs out of his zombie hole, literally punches out of the grave. So, okay, so real thing that I have an issue with, obviously, besides the whole undoing this cool, decent sacrifice, a big moment. Yeah, so like it's not like lightning struck the grave. Nope. He sh- listen. If he would have crawled out of there as Billy, at least then I might have understood it. Yeah. Why the fuck does he crawl out of Shazam? I don't understand that. Because because people came to the movie to see Shazam. Damn it, man. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I right? just I don't understand. It's that. bad on every level because yeah, it kills the sacrifice and it's fucking stupid. It kills a good sacrifice and what would have been a decent move, a, a really good moment in a bad film. Like worth watching makes the third act worth it to see this moment play out and go okay. That's a big moment. Like, you're like you're giving Zachary Levi a good send off as Shazam, blah blah blah. You can close this chapter. Instead, it, it almost feels like this was a reshoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. To you know, because the way it cuts, everyone's in the same outfit, the same outfit when they were you know back in Philadelphia fighting for their lives, and now they've you've gone to God to go go God realm, buried somebody, and you're all in the same outfits. Like you did this in like 20 minutes. Who do you think carried Billy's corpse? To the See, house, but here's the thing: the door. like you say that as a joke, but they made it a joke. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? Someone, you know, a mother cried and wept her child dying. You know what I mean? Like you know, like and that happens right before we cut to that. Someone carried his body to the God realm, and they dug a hole and they buried him. And like that's a serious thing, you know. Like they had to; they're, they're supposed to be grieving, and he just fucking pops up. Oh my god, I'm so happy! For Fuck that! This whole thing sucks. Oh, it's so infuriating, and it's it's a waste of Wonder Woman. Like why the fuck? Well, I mean, so what if? Or I got one better for. I mean, I got one that might make it suck less. What if he would have come back as Billy, but he could never Shazam again? He's Whatever. That's all good. Like all, the, all those are better than what happened. Well, <laughs> let me let me ask you one serious question. And yeah, we can probably wrap this. Yeah, up. yeah. Okay. So Philadelphia had a dome over three quarters of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Are there no other superheroes? Like Wonder Woman's going to show up at his fucking funeral? It, Couldn't come to help during the fucking dome fight. Yep. I'm 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 being serious for a second. Think yeah. about an Avengers level problem. Yeah, right. If a dome popped up over New York City, how many fucking superheroes would show up there? <laughs> how many superheroes, guy superheroes, are are they going to hear? There's a dome over Philly, and there's a dragon. A dragon. I gotta go check this out. You know bro, what I mean? Yeah. You're like, bro. <laughs> you, you think the Flash and his attitude and his his nature, he's not going to go see what a dragon looks like? Well, well I want I want to put something in the DC universe. Yeah. By the way, so. Gotham City is New York, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Metropolis is in Delaware. Yep. Do you know where Philadelphia is in retro in retrospect to Delaware and New York? It ain't that It's far. right in the fucking middle. It ain't that like, far. Literally the fucking middle. <laughs> <laughs> this is just geography. I know. It's these are all things. It's like again, when you have generic super. If you movie, live in Philadelphia, you can go to Delaware by just crossing a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> like th- this is one of those things where like like you make a superhero film. You make it generic. You don't think about anything that's like, like that's related to anything else going on, and you just make a generic ass A B to C film, and this is what you get. And it just it it's not great. I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. You know, it, it, it's just not a great film. It's written poorly, and it's not. It's just not done well. I, I would say that this movie tries too hard, but that would be giving it too much credit. I don't think, even I don't think it tries at all. I think well, let, me ask movie, another, th- let me ask another question then. Yeah. 
Seriously, I mean, with the with the state of affairs, DC being what they are, with James Gunn saying what he said about he's going to reboot, he's starting over. Twenty twenty five is the is the movie one for DCEU. Do we ever see another thing in the Shazam, or is this one is Shazam somehow going to avoid the the great cut? I think Shazam is done. I think Shazam didn't make money. I think that's all that they care about at this point. I think that Shaz- I think that if it would have made two hundred million, I think it stays. But I think that right now they have the best they have the best excuse ever to cut movies, and it's well, it's just not a part of my new plan. Yep, done. Um, so I don't know if Shazam the character is done. This version of Shazam is probably done. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. If they bring no, listen. Okay, let me let me say hypothetically. So I could be wrong here, but hear me out. So right. So maybe. Let's play a hypothetical game for a second. So maybe DC gets going a little bit, right? Gets a little bit of traction, strings together three or four decent movies. Three or four years go by. Jazam shows up. Billy Batson shows up in a post credit. Same kid and everything. Yeah. I'd be okay with something like that. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think that something like that could work. I think this version of Shazam that we get with this like cornball family shit is probably gone. It better. It should be too, because I think they played it out and I think they did a bad job and that's their fault. It's not well, it's it's not the fault of the story. It's not the fault of like of like the subjects they chose. It's the subject of it, it's the fact that they wrote this so poorly that they killed this. Because there's nothing wrong with having a movie about family nope. and centered around foster kids and nope. centered on all this stuff that they chose. It's the fact that you wrote a bad movie that used all these things. Yes. So I mean, like, like I'm only thinking big superhero moment because, like, you know, we have some, we've had some cool ones with Marvel. We had some cool ones with DC too. How cool would it be in some like DC universe movie that they make and there's some big going on and you know, like the big bads went in and all of a sudden off screen you hear, you hear like him call out Shazam and you hear a lightning bolt strike and then he shows up. That'd be cool as shit. But like you're writing all these possibilities out of your universe because you're making bad movies and that sucks because there's people that love Shazam and the characters are getting driven into the ground at this point. Well, see, I, it's a good point to separate with Zachary Levy too, who I I I know a lot of people have never it's kind of been they've been kind of lukewarm on him to begin with. Um, maybe that's why they're going to use it as a reset. But my my question is, they would have known all of this stuff months and months ago before they sent the final prints to the studios, before they sent the final print to AMC, whatever movie theater chain. But there's still stingers at the end that suggest more is coming. But they would have known all that. I mean. Look, a studio does not release a movie they think is going to make a billion dollars and ends up making a hundred million. That just doesn't happen. They know yeah. what it's going to make. They have good enough well, tracking. Man, listen, at this point. we we had talked about tracking for this movie. We didn't talk about it on this show, but I know we talked about it. The three of us. Yeah. That this movie was tracking very poorly. I mean, like historically bad. And I didn't bring it up because you know this is something that I follow because I think it's interesting, but in relations to what we talk about here, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because again, I would, I just want the movie to be good. Yeah. turns out they didn't think it was very good. And so they really kind of stopped advertising for it. And one thing I want to bring up, right? So this special guest in this movie, wonder woman, they put her in the last fucking trailer. Yeah. (laughs) We knew she was here. Well, like, they're they're like, trying to it was last ditch effort to get. Yeah, but that's like, that's what I mean. Right? Come see our movie. Yeah, ah. like so. I mean, that's that's the level that they went through to try to drum up some shit at the end. You know, it's too it's too clean. The ending is too. The ending reminds me of like a, a an, an like a an episode of Full House that kind of goes dark for a second. Then by but but you know, ten minutes later, it it's all fixed. Everything's good. It just it doesn't go. It doesn't need stay at the darkness it needs to to 
I thought I, th- I thought they were gonna do some quarter. Yeah, right. I thought they're gonna do some LXG. Chris, this is a reference for you. LXG Allen Quartermain stuff at the end, where they yeah. all they all they all walk away. He's dead. And then I thought, well, maybe the wizard will do something, and then we'll see the dirt start to move a little bit. Like that would be cool. The third movie that deals with bringing him back and telling him who he is. Well, they did. They, they made that joke. He's a zombie. Yeah. Uh, but it's just I would as it stands now. It it, it undoes all the. The two impacts of the scenes that I that I'm referenced yeah. are completely undone by this ending, and, the, and now it's just it's all nonsense. But my question to you guys, and just I, I didn't Google it, I, I very well could have, but I thought it would make a good conversation on here. Is mm-hmm. when Freddie says we can do better with the name, what's he talking about? Obviously, there's a name that people call this guy in in, in comic book lore that I am unfamiliar with. I don't I don't know the answer to that. I I think it's just a joke on the fact that like they finally got a name. I think that's all it is. Like it's just a bad joke at at the end of a bad movie. Yeah, that's all it is. Oh, I, okay. I, I don't think there's anything deeper to it. the 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 thing about Shazam is he has the same problem that the Black Adam does. Like, like it's the same weakness. Like you you have to get him to say his name. You know what I mean? So like you know he can't be called Shazam like himself because he can't tell people I'm Shazam and then he, he loses his powers and has to blink them back on. It's the same thing. And it's, can it's kind of a joke. It down or like have a, have a card that he hands out to people. <laughs> like, isn't that kind of cringy? Yeah. Well? Like, like that's the way around it. You don't It'd be funny as a one-time joke. Like, you know, like, like Shazam three comes out and he like flies in like, oh, what's your name, sir? He's like, I have a card and hands him a card, you know, that flies away. Shazam, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, so we're that's funnier than every joke in that fucking movie, by mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. I work ninety six. We should we should head into scoring. All right, but... so let's score it up then. I'll okay. go first. Okay, one. Yeah, go ahead. Sound good? Yep. Grayson, that good? Yeah, please. Okay, so with this movie, right? Obviously, I don't I don't think this movie is very good. I think it. I, I I joked a few minutes ago that it tries too hard, but it doesn't. It doesn't try enough. Like no consequences matter. No stakes matter. Millions of people died. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Um, like that sort of level of bad in this movie. Um, I think the kids problems don't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me why they are always in Shazam form. I don't get it. I figure it has to cost more for them to be in Shazam than it does <laughs> to be a regular kid. Yeah. Right. Um, I think this movie legitimately to me is like a three and a half or a four. Jeez, okay. um, it's, it's below average at best. I already told, listen, I had somebody ask me, they told me they like Shazam and I said, that's cool, man. I didn't like it, and I told him exactly why. Mm. And mostly this is because, listen, I like the idea of Shazam as a character. I think it's cool dynamic with the whole family thing and how they're all Shazam, okay? Like, I can, I can, I can work with that. Mm-hmm. This story is so not good. Yep. It's just, it undermines itself. There are no consequences. The villains don't matter. Nothing matters. Mm-hmm. They could have had something cool at the end, and they didn't. And I still don't understand why. It's just not very good. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the three and a half. Okay. Grayson, is it you or me? Go ahead. Okay. So I love, I like the superhero genre. It's my thing. It's what my nerdy heart has wanted since I saw the first Spider-Man movie way back. And like, I like, I like superhero films. It's my genre, right? It's one of my, it's one of my two. I don't like the generic superhero film anymore and this is a great example of just superhero fatigue a super this is a good example of a of a bad superhero film because now they're a thing right you know you have good ones you have bad ones this is a bad one this one is one that doesn't care it doesn't try and if this movie doesn't care about it how good it is why do i like why do i care i don't this film has a bad villain it has a 
bad story. It has no cohesion. It doesn't follow its own rules. It's got terribly wasted scenes that end up meaning nothing. And it's just not a fun ride. I would rather watch the first Shazam movie. And I didn't like the first Shazam movie either. This movie's a three. Going into my assessment here is um, I tend to like they chose the they chose the t- t- early two thousands route of you, all the tropes that they follow. You know, there's a there's, there's, there's a hero who has to learn some things and then make make a massive sacrifice in the end. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't. This is about as generic as you get, and then and then this is generic from like two thousand four standards, and that's that's a we've we've come so much further past that we've an entire mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe past that. And doesn't I wish I had much higher hopes for this movie than I went in wanting a seven or an eight and I got a four. I was I got a four and I'm so disappointed because they had two really great, really wonderfully constructed scenes with characters that had lost powers and standing up against something that was going to kill them. And it's undone by its own movie just. And one of the scenes minutes later is just completely undoes everything. Yeah. And it's so disappointing to see it happen. Let's it's like it's like you're watching you guys might actually be able to, you know, relate to this, but it's like watching your child like have an have a decent paper to hand in, but then when they go to hand it in, they they stop at a desk, make some changes in pen, and then they hand it in, you're like, Why did you do that? We worked on that paper. Why did you change those things? It's, and it's a it's, much worse grade because of it. That's just how yeah. it works. It's more like your your kid comes home with like an A, and then you get really excited for them having a having an A, and they say and they tell you, yeah, well, I cheated on the whole thing though. Like, oh, okay, so it means nothing. Got it. It's exactly what it is. It's just it's so disappointing to see these huge budget movies. At least not like if if a movie has like a hundred plus million budget, you know, you'd think you'd have enough people on set that like you'd be able to avoid the obvious pitfalls of. Hey, hey, we got to That's a trap. You know, that's going to look really bad on on screen. People are not going to like that. Maybe we should not do that. But like, it doesn't seem to matter anymore. They just didn't understand what they were making, or they'd already known it was done, so they just wanted to finish it. Yep. The last thing I'll say about Shazam, and I mean that honestly, because I doubt I'll remember this film after tomorrow, is that someone really like someone really loves this character. There are people out there that really love this character. And it sucks for them to have it end this way because it's not coming back. There's just no way. I I would probably I would disagree with you. I bet you they maybe not as a full like its own its own thing with its own movies, but I'll bet you Shazam as Zachary Levy does make a comeback. That's 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 almost cheaper at that in a James Gunn movie. I'll bet you he does. Um, Oh, it's Peacemaker, (laughs) (laughs) which is an incredible show by the way. It is. Well, long story short, this this could have been a whole lot better with with a few tweaks. Long yeah, story just, short, Shazam. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just very unfortunate, you know. Yep. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me this evening to talk about Shazam. This has been episode 323A of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast of your, of your choice of the following five apple podcast podbean google podcast spotify amazon music please leave a comment or two rate subscribe every little bit helps more importantly thank you very much for listening please check out the show on twitter at love cinema pod i am at grayson maxwell one i am at rod stillian hi i'm christopher bond no twitter don't forget to check us out on facebook always posting things on social media send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com and next week we're taking a look at what is already a box office 
Gem and John Wick 4 and Causeway on Apple TV with first action star, first female action star Jennifer Lawrence in 2012 yes. and Brian Tyree Henry on Apple TV. 